insights from the world's best medical minds. This is the therightdoctors.com. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Rahul Pandit. I'm the Director of Critical Care Medicine at Fortis Hospital in Mulud, Mumbai. Uh, obviously, my specialty is critical care and you're listening to me on therightdoctor.com, India's leading medical knowledge platform. COVID-19 has uh, sort of uh, been um, you know, around for almost four and a half, five months. And uh, it has really changed the way the medical uh, profession is looking at all the problems which are arising because of that. Uh, it's the once-in-a-lifetime um, problem that we are hopefully facing. The last time we had a pandemic of this size, it was in uh, 1920, 18 and 20. And uh, now it has come up to our doorsteps. And none of the countries in the world have uh, been spared of it, unfortunately. Now, in my speciality, uh, it is obviously uh, right in the center of this, uh, this storm or cyclone, whatever you could call it, a pandemic you could call it. The reason being that many of the patients who are getting infected with COVID-19 are unfortunately landing up in ICU. Now, uh, just to give you a perspective, uh, if you have 100 patients who have been infected with coronavirus, um, around 75 to 80 of them would have a very, very mild illness. Who probably don't even uh, realize that some of them do know, may not even realize that they have got um, the disease and may be completely asymptomatic, uh, while some may have a low-grade fever and uh, some upper respiratory tract infection signs, and they would eventually recover without any problem. However, the remaining 20 of them uh, would probably need some sort of a hospital care. And out of those 20, around two to three people would need intensive care. And that's where the trust is coming because the mortality which is happening is all happening into intensive care. And uh, the intensive care of a speciality has gone into a large amount of flux in the last four and a half months. The, the major concern being that while COVID-19 corona disease has obviously taken a large toll on the intensive care resources, uh, the speciality still has got to look after the other patients which are still coming. So there are other diseases, other illnesses which are still prevalent. Uh, we are uh, still having heart disease. We are still having pregnancy-related complications, uh, neurological problems, strokes. Uh, we still have uh, patients who come in with heart attack. Uh, we still have a surgical emergency like appendix, burst abdomen um, uh, presenting. And to sort of try and run a hybrid model where you can look after a COVID patient as well as a non-COVID patient in the hospital has been a major challenge. So some of the cities and some of the hospitals have actually tried and separated out the hospitals. So we have some dedicated non-COVID and dedicated COVID hospitals. But majority of the hospitals are still running onto a hybrid model where they have a section in the hospital earmarked for COVID patients. Same applies to the intensive care as well. And that's where the, uh, the major challenge is because the staffing issue uh, is where uh, the major crust of the problem lies when you're looking at COVID-19 patients. Um, we've had to basically curtail the staff shift because with the PPE, it is extremely uncomfortable to work beyond six to seven hours at a shift. And we uh, usually find um, curtail a shift to a six-hour shift, which includes some nurses as well as doctors. So, so ICU, which would be... Um, you know, uh, looked after by X number of staff, now require X plus 50% of the staff to actually look after the same number of patients. And um, in these tiring times, it is very, very difficult to find new recruits. And to hold your flock together is a big challenge as well. 
um, the major uh, research and major development which is happening is also happening in the field of critical care right now. You can see that a lot of um, antiviral trials have been launched. Uh, Remdesivir and Saviparavir are the two ones which have been um, sort of considered in India right now. Saviparavir trial has already started. Um, then there are uh, other trials which are looking at uh, the cyclokine storm inhibition. So you've got the tocilizumab and the itluzumab trial, which is being uh, started up by um, a couple of uh, companies as well. And we are looking at various phases of illness uh, where it would be either an um, early phase or a late phase uh, where you would be using these drugs. Um, the third and the most controversial one has been the use of hydroxychloroquine. And you have seen guidelines come across the world uh, talking about hydroxychloroquine use and benefits and um, disadvantages. One thing which the Indian Council of Medical Research has been very, very clear about is the role for probably prophylaxis for uh, using hydroxychloroquine in healthcare professionals who are frontline workers. So I think that part seems to be uh, reasonably settled, but we are still unsure about the role of hydroxychloroquine in active treatment of these COVID-19 patients. Now, unfortunately, what we are seeing is that some of these patients do worsen very quickly and go on a ventilator. And some of the things which uh, have sort of been a um, quantum change in the way we look after the patients is that uh, we have started nursing these patients prone. Prone means head down. We um, actually allow them to be awake and prone, and we put them on oxygen or oxygen devices like high flow nasal cannula or non-invasive non ventilation and nurse them prone. And that seems to have um, uh, got its little beneficial effect where the patients don't go on ventilator. Um, the effort is to try and see if we can avoid ventilation in a safe way. Obviously, we do not delay the ventilation, but if we can avoid ventilation in a safe way, it sort of helps them into um, recuperating better. And obviously, the mortality once they go on a ventilator is fairly high. Some of the centers in US uh, and UK have reported as high as 70%, 80% mortality. Some have reported around 40% mortality. But if you average it out, it's still like 50%. That means one in two patients on a ventilator may not make it. Um, in India, fortunately, we've not seen that kind of um, um, high mortality in ventilated patients. But it's still early days, and our data needs to be compiled and uh, presented before we can make up these things. So we have a tough time ahead for us. Um, and uh, we don't really know when it's going to be the peak and the end of this pandemic, but we need to prepare each day as we go forward. And uh, hopefully the, uh, you know, the pandemic would start effervescing and we should have some control over the uh, number of cases which are reporting. Thank you very much. Insights from the world's best medical minds. This is the right doctors.com.